Welcome to the Spurs 9501 podcast. From Kane to the lane, the final say on all things Tottenham. Here are your hosts, Steve, Ray, Cam and Jam. Everybody, welcome back to the Spurs 9501 podcast. I've got Russ in the Algarve, I've got Cam in Florida and Jam in Connecticut. Welcome to everybody. Um, we're doing our post-match analysis for all our fans after the 1-0 nervy, I would say, win against Fulham. Three points in the bag. So, um, excellent. Let me just start with doing, giving you the teams first. So I'm just going to look at my phone. So Lloris in goal, Doherty, Alderweireld, Sanchez, Davies, Hoybierg, Undombele, Bale, Deli, Sun and Kane. So, first of all, let's come to Russ. Russ, talk us through the formation and what you thought about that with Doherty at right back and Davies at left back. Yeah, they're not my favourite, but um, it's they've got to play because they need to use the squad. So they've they've got to get some game time and they've got to prove themselves. And, um, and they didn't have great games, but they they did. You know, the result was the result, so we can't complain. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, obviously my preferred would be Reggion and Bobby Aurier, which is saying something. But um, yeah, they've got to play because we we need the squad to step up. So. Um, Okay. Cam, I'm sorry, I forgot to get the match stats from you. You did indeed, and I was all... Yeah, so can you go ahead with the match stats and then we'll come back to that, sorry. It's all geared up for that. So we've... um, A record against Fulham has been pretty good over the years. 52 wins as opposed to 18 losses and 30 draws. Um, Last time we lost against Fulham was at home. We lost 1-0 in 2013. Um, This is a while ago. And since then, we've we've had a, a run of... Two, four, well, six wins and one draw since last time we played them. So I think the stats were definitely on our side. Um, the other thing is I don't think Fulham have won a game uh, go, since 2013. Uh, 58 games going behind in the first half. They haven't won since 20, well, since 58 games ago. So uh, once we'd scored, we had a good chance of not losing. Not saying that we had a good chance of winning, but come on to that. Uh, t- in terms of possession... Fulham had 59% today as opposed to our 41%. They had 11 shots. We had nine. They had three on target. We had two on target. Uh, I'm not sure the goal counts as one of them. Um, and uh, they had four corners, even though it seemed like a lot more from what some match I was watching. Um, and they committed a lot of fouls. That Most of them were in the first half, and we committed most of them in the second half. 12 fouls from Fulham, nine from us. And we only had one corner in the game, which was towards the end, as you probably all will recall. But those are the... Basic stats for the game. Okay, perfect. Thanks, Cam. Sorry about that. So, Russ, coming back to you, you said we had to rotate the the fullbacks because you know we've got to use the squad. What about playing the fabulous four? You know, Delhi, Sun, Bale, and Kane all together. What did you think about that? Uh, yeah, no, it's good to see. I think the last few weeks, regardless of the results, we've just been winning as well, which is good. But um, we're just we're enjoyable to watch again. Um, uh, maybe not a second half today, but that happens. You know, the players, I think, were just, it was a problem with the players rather than the formation for once. Um, but uh, no, it's good to see. We're moving, we're passing. There's, it feels like some enjoyment back in the players and, and we've just breathed some new life into it. So for me, I'm beginning to enjoy watching watching him again. So I'm glad he's persevered. And I thought it was quite telling when we were obviously under the cost second half old Mourinho first half of the season would have parked the bus and we'd have had six full-backs on, centre-backs <laughs> on, and whatever. but we, uh, he kept it going, you know, he put Lucas on, he put, yeah, it was the right thing to do, I think, take Delhi off and put 
um, Sissoko on because we were losing control in the middle there. Although I don't think he made that much difference, to be honest, when he came on. But it, it, it showed, you know, some positive intent. The question is, if we'd parked the bus, would we have still won 1-0? Or was that the right thing to do? You know, mm-hmm. maybe he's learned and changed. Uh, who knows? Yeah. Okay, Russ. Okay, Jam, uh, let's come to you now. What do you think about the first half and how the team played and how we did generally? Uh, I think we were, we were, it was very exciting. It was exciting from a Tottenham fan perspective. We haven't had any, uh, exciting matches in a while, I don't think. Well, I mean, barring the last three or four matches, uh, our premiership, our premiership matches have been very tight and, and compact and, and rigid. Whereas today in the first half, at least we were fluid and, and there was good attacking play, uh, interplay between the attacking players. It was great to see Bale, Deli, Son and Kane all on the pitch starting together. Um, you know, and Dumbly had and Dumbly had a few good moves where he was passing the ball forward nicely, and it was just uh, it, it seemed a lot more confident from everybody on the pitch, which was nice to see. Okay, good. Cam, uh, talk us through the goal and the, the the one and only goal of the game. We'll talk through the rest, but talk us through the goal and how it came along. And are there any some other general thoughts you had about the first half? I think my general thoughts about the first half very similar to what what, what uh, um, uh, Jam and Russell have said. I mean, a bit of a concern about the fullbacks. I actually thought uh, 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 Davis didn't have too bad a game. What concerned me, I think, about the first half uh, is the chemistry between Bale and uh, uh, Doherty, because Doherty's ability to pass is very limited. And I think that what we saw last time with Aurier and Bale playing together, there was, they were faster, there was a lot more punchiness, and you always found that when Bale was getting, getting passing the ball, short passes to Doherty, it was sort of sticking there a bit. So that I was a bit worried about that dynamic, and I think we can talk about that a bit later on. Um, but, I mean, on the balance of things, they started off very well, Fulham. I thought the first 10 minutes they could have scored, and we would have been back to where we we started, but luckily the finishing was awful, especially from Loftus Cheek. So thank you, Loftus Cheek, for that. Um, and uh, uh, then Kane had an absolutely free header. Uh, I couldn't believe it. I mean, I don't know what was going on there. Either he was, he would have been either he was miles offside or he wasn't offside. Um, and he couldn't believe it himself. But the fact that he hit it straight at the keeper was, I mean, that was that was. You don't need to put your mortgage on that, to be honest with you, being that one now. So that was a bit of a shock. Um, I thought some of our final balls in from Kane and from Son left a lot to be desired until we got to the goal. I mean, it was a great ball from, from Bell, which luckily hit the back of Delhi's legs. He passed it first time, which is good for, to see from Delhi. Uh, great ball in from, from Son. Nice little flick from Delhi. I think it's unlucky he didn't, wasn't given the goal and was given an, uh, as an own goal because I looked like it was going in, but it all happened so quickly. But I was uh, ex- ex- excellent uh, link-up play between those three players. And I, I, I'd, I'd like to say, I mean, compared to what a lot of people have said, I thought Delhi had a fantastic first half. He was running, he was going back, he was tackling, he was getting stuck in, and he was making a lot of runs. Him and Bale were making a lot of runs. They were just not getting the ball. I don't know what was going on with Kane and Son, but their ability to pass in the first half left a lot to be desired. Otherwise, I should have, I would have said we should have been at least 3-0 up by the end of the first half. Yeah, I think Son's passing in the first half was appalling. It's the worst I've seen him pass. Every time he was trying to pass it through, he was hitting a defender. But, Russell, let me come to you now. Um, would you think that was a penalty for Harry Kane? And firstly, if you don't think it's a penalty, should he have got booked for diving? Yeah. Oh, I don't think it was a booking for diving, but it was contentious. <laughs> firstly, was it in the area? Probably just. 
Um, secondly, was there enough? I, I mean, it's hard, um, but I, I thought it was a penalty, to be honest. Um, if I had to really put my, you know, cards on the table, I'd say penalty, with, you know, obviously knowing my bias, but um, I'd have been disappointed or I would have thought we were lucky if that had gone against us, put it that mm. way. But the thing is, if the if the referee doesn't think it's a penalty, then why is how has he gone over? If the guy didn't touch him, how has he gone over? So it should be booked for diving, really. But you know, I mean, I we'll talk about that. Yeah, I don't know if the AI goes that far, does it? So if it, um, what I want to talk about also is the performance of certain players. So, but let's just go through the second half now. Let's stay with Jam on this one. Jam, what changed in the second half? It looked like the old Spurs, where we were just retreating and just retreating, and people and Fulham were just like. Attack after attack. What happened? I think I think you have to give some some uh, some you know credit to, to Fulham. They came out a different team with with nothing to lose. You know what what are they going to lose? They they're probably going to get relegated. And to be fair, they're probably one of the better teams that will get relegated. Um, you know Scott Parker has a young team on his hands that has a lot of really good players in there that I think will probably be back up next season. Um, you know, the following season after that. Uh, so, so I, I just say fair credit to, to Fulham. They played really well. They came and they attacked and definitely our, 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 um, formation changed. Bell was not as effective. Did he go off at halftime or just after halftime? I, I, 66. Minutes. 66. Yeah. I think around that time is when it really, well, I mean, it, just right off the bat, Fulham came off, came out flying. They wanted, they wanted to get a goal and they attacked really well. And I think having said that, we, uh, I want to say defended well, but I'm happy that we didn't concede, even though it was pretty lucky that we didn't concede um, yeah. with the goal they did score. That was fortunate. Uh, but, you know, th- these are the things in football. We definitely should have had a penalty. Definitely should have had a penalty. No so you're saying it's definitely a penalty, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. I mean, Cam, talk to me about um, um, the penalty that wasn't. I'm sorry, the goal that wasn't. Firstly, is it was it disallowed correctly? And secondly, is Lloris being beaten at his near post again? What's going on? I think what's going on here is that, you know, I mean... From minute 45 till about minute 80, we just became the, that headless chicken team again, right? Where we've been playing a lot of games like that. And normally what happens is we go from 1-0 to 1-1, happened at, uh, um, what happened at Fulham, happened at Palace, happened against uh, Wolves, and the list goes on and on and on, throwing away points. And it just felt the inevitable was coming. Um, and I try to understand what happens to us at these, at these critical moments. I mean, how do you go from beautiful silky football in the first half, all these runs, passing the ball, being able to be, not being able to ever pick up one second ball? Um, and then any time anyone gets the ball, whether it was Sissoko, whether it was uh, Mora who came on, whether it was Kane, whether it was uh, Ndombele, nobody could hold the ball for more than maybe, what, half a second? Um, and how do you go from that to this? And uh, I mean, I suppose we become so con- compact that every time we clear, the ball went to a Fulham player. Their confidence grew. They were just passing it around silkily and beautifully around us. And every time a Spurs player had it, they nicked it off our feet, took it around us and passed it. Luckily, their finishing was bad. They did us a big favour, I would say, by bringing Mitrovic on. Because as soon as he came on, they did absolutely nothing. And apart from one cross that he put in towards the end where Doherty nearly scored an own goal. In relation to the goal, ball goes to Kane, and I blame Kane for this. He holds the ball very badly, and within a second, hands it straight back to Fulham. Actually, performs what is, in effect, a back pass. They take on the ball, and we get a bit of luck, because the guy hits the ball. Well, it comes to Sanchez somehow. He has a rubbish clearance, doesn't he? Rubbish clearance, hits the guy's hand, and ultimately... 
leads to an opportunity at, at the well, a sec two. I think there was a save first and the second opportunity at Larissa's near post. Um, which <laughs> I mean, what can you say? I mean, you'd expect most keepers to be able to save that, but he did pull off two good saves before then on the one on the header and one from the from the corner, <laughs> which, <laughs> which again, <laughs> excuse me, I have to say. The defending was appalling. I mean, you know, um, I thought Bell did pretty well when he was in there because he was like the only one who seemed to be able to head the ball out of our penalty box. Uh, but, you know, they had three very good chances. And one, we had a fortuitousness where it was a dodgy handball. But we didn't get the penalty. They, We got the handball at the other end. So I suppose it evens itself out, is all I can say. OK, Cam. Russ, let's come to you now. Um, let's talk us through uh, some of the players. I want to ask about the players from everybody now. Talk about Harry Kane, and specifically, I, th- I measured, I think he missed about three chances, and another day Harry Kane puts them away, it's a comfortable 3-4-0 win. What were, was this one of the worst games you've seen Harry Kane for a long time, Russ? Or am I overreacting? I yeah, I think a bit, a bit overreacting. I, I mean, he's still in there, he's still in the place. He, he, yeah, he should have put them away. The, the header, he almost had too long to think about it when it came, but normally, yeah, that would just be put away, but Keeper made a good save. Um, I don't know. He he should have scored. Yeah, obviously. Normally, Harry Kane would score, but you know, we can be forgiving today because we got the victory without, and we can let him off. But he's not always going to. You know, even the best ones, best strikers have off days. I guess. Yeah, I think he sets himself such high standards that when he dips just below them, you know, we we get critical. Well, I got critical of him, but you, generally, you thought he was okay. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, uh, Cam, I'm not going to ask you about Harry Kane because you're going to slaughter him like you normally do. I'm going to ask you about how about your favourite player, Gareth Bale. How do you think he did before he was taken off? I thought Bale, um, I mean, at the end of the day, it was. Um, I thought Bale had some good touches. He had some good runs. Um, he tracked back more than he did. He probably wasn't as effective as he was against Burnley. Uh, early goal, confidence, etc. He had a hand in the in the own goal, the one goal that we did have. His free kick taking, he needs to put him back into uh, onto the onto the field. Start doing some more practice, please, because both of them were appalling. How he thought he could take that second one from as far out as he did and score a goal, I don't know. If he had done, we'd be saying what a great player he was. But it was an awful second one. Was awful. So do some more practice, please, Gareth. But uh, overall, I thought his all-round play was very good and he looked much more confident in that beat. The problem was Kane refused to pick him up on those runs. He did a lot of runs and Kane would either hit the ball, hit the player or, or try and try himself and just wouldn't pick him up. I mean, there was I don't know what was going on, but I mean, he, he did, and so did Delhi. They both did. They were running constantly into the box, but never getting picked up. And I think if you don't pick up players... It's very hard to judge their performance. I mean, if he had them all and he missed them all and scuffed it all, different story, but he never picked him up. OK. I want to talk about Deli Ali. Um, I thought Delhi played really, really well, actually. I think he earned his place. He was really good. Obviously, I'm really unlucky that he didn't get the goal because I personally think that was just coming in the near post, but I don't yeah. know. He was tracking back. He was making tackles in the centre of the pitch. He was Ooh. tracking back, making tackles, trying to break up play, trying to lay people off. I thought he had a really, really good game, and I'd be really surprised if he doesn't start against Crystal Palace. I was very happy, uh, Deli Ali, for that. Uh, Cam, Jam, I've spoken to you, Jam, sorry, yeah, I get you guys mixed up all the time. You've got to change your name. But Jam, <laughs> talk to me about the defence. I want you to talk about the defence, Sanchez and Alderweireld. We've spoken about Doherty and Davis. Talk about Sanchez and Alderweireld and how you think they did. 
And how we managed to keep a clean sheet, I'll never know. But how did we do that? I mean, uh, Sanchez is, is the main talking point throughout the whole season, I think. He has been so bad at times. And and you think after the last match that he had was, you know, a, a good player would take it and build confidence on that, remind himself that he is actually a good football player and that he can defend. Um, but then he just, he brings out a performance like this today. And I don't know how he got lucky. Not if a bigger team, a better team would have punished us. So many times did he slip. There's nothing happening around him. The balls come in. You got to simply defend it, head it away, put your foot in and he's on the floor. <laughs> there's, there's the one time I don't remember who one of the players was coming into the box and made an excellent run, dribble past a few players. Sanchez is there as the last man to stop the ball coming across. He slips. The ball comes across and, you know, a better but- team would have scored. Um, I mean, in his favour, he did break up one really dangerous one. No, the he, but that's the thing. I, I don't think Sanchez is a bad defender. I think he's a very good defender when he's focused, when he's really paying attention. But like, uh, he doesn't have that attention span or something. Uh, m- maybe he's got like ice on the bottom of his feet, of his of his cleats or something. I don't, I don't know what his deal is. Yes, man, be on ice. That's his name. Um, all the world was good. All the world did nothing wrong today. He's uh, he's got to be starting. He, he Sanchez needs him on his on his side. Otherwise, we're going to be conceding a lot of goals. I can't trust Dyer. I don't trust him anymore. Don't think he's a very good centre back. Unfortunately. How do you think Loris did? Loris is um, like you said, he got beaten on his near post again, didn't he? But he made some excellent saves, and he does every single match make some excellent saves. So but the problem yeah. is one bad bad. Ruins exactly. all the good work you do. You've got it's to do true, that. exactly. It's what it is. It comes down to, especially being the goalkeeper, is the most important yeah. job on the team. You've got to be, sure. do the easy things and then don't worry about the harder things. If you get beat by an exceptional goal and you, you know, that happens. But if you get beat by an easy goal, we're all going to be mad at you about it. Mm. Okay, guys, excellent. Really good analysis of the game there. Uh, Russell, is there anything, before we come to the takeaways, on from the match, is there anything else you wanted to mention about your match? Any thoughts that you had that you oh, think? I'll just happened? ask um, Jam, given he's just talked about the defence. So for the Palace game, who, who's your centre back pairing? You don't like Sanchez, you don't like Dyer. Oh, it's got to be Sanchez in all the world. It's the only options we have. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> it's a lesser of two evils, they call it, Russell. Exactly. All right, okay, gotcha. Yeah, so you wrote on, no, not yet. He's, I mean, if Mourinho's not trusting him, there's got to be a reason for it, right? Like at the end of the day, he's the one that's getting paid to do this job, and and there's a reason he's not playing Rondon. I would, yeah. I, we we can't just be football managers saying he's gonna play because we haven't seen him. So we, are we back to trusting Mourinho's judgment then? So we're saying he managed Bale well, he managed Deli Ali. He managed well. Bale. He managed oh, oh. Bale well. He managed Deli Ali well. He managed Ndombele well. He managed even Aurier, the most difficult player on our team, personality wise. He's managed well. He's got a decent performance out of him whenever he plays. So you sure. gotta trust him. Uh, can I? I mean, can I just add something to this? Because that's a very interesting little debate. Yeah, keep me short though, Jan, because I want to go to the takeaway. Let me think. I will. And what I'm saying is that um, we 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 did very well today because we saved Regulon. We didn't put him on. We didn't need him. He was our, by far the best in the out of the four at the back. And the fact that we still got a win and he stayed on the bench all the way through is a blessing, really, mm. for the team. Um, the fact that Ori wasn't even on the bench and should come back fresh, fresh is good. So I take this as week back four and we got away with three points. You know, take it every day of the week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, let's come to Russell now. Russell, what's your main... What I'm going to do is ask you for your takeaway, then we'll go to the prediction for Crystal Palace. What's your main takeaway from the match today, Russell? Um, yeah, I'm happy that we're playing positively um, and we, we're sticking with it. Could have gone badly today and there could have been people criticising that. 
but I think it's the best way. I think we all prefer to, to I'd rather draw 1-1 one, one in, you know, in that sort of circumstance playing the way we did rather than parking the bus and getting a draw. Can we get top four by playing this way, Russell? I think it's the only way we'll get top four. Yeah, we can't park the bus and get top four. We, we've got to go for it. And, and we look better. We, we, we seriously look more of a threat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Cam, what's your takeaway from the match? My takeaway, very simple here. I think we got we, we dodged a bullet. We got away with um, not playing our best back, back players apart from Alderweireld. We got away with uh, Lloris doing his uh, buy two, get one free, which is two saves and give away a one goal <laughs> uh, today. So obviously they didn't take up that offer, which is very lucky for us. I think that we had uh, Son and Kane probably had their worst games for a very long time. We got away with that. Normally when they have a bad game, we're really in a bad way. I think Ndombele in the first half looked excellent, very poor in the second half. Um, I think Mora looked like uh, it was completely lost playing for somebody else for the first 20 minutes he came on, and then he found his groove. I thought the only saving the game change for us in the second half was when Lamella came on and actually started driving and started being a pest to the other team, breaking them up, running with the ball. But just they were, they were just getting away with anything. They were just taking that ball circularly, but they, they, they were starting to look like Barcelona, which, is, which it, they're not. And I think it was Lamella that came on that changed that. So that 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 was that. That's my takeaways. I don't think we can play as badly as we did in the second half um, again for a while. And if we can carry on and building on the first half performance, we should um, we should we should take Palace down. Yeah. Okay. Great. Uh, Jam, your takeaways from the match? Um, I have one takeaway, and that's three points. That's yeah. all we have to say. You know. Yeah. I'm very happy with that, especially in a week where Leicester have dropped points, uh, Man United yeah. dropped points. Um, I don't remember if West Ham dropped points, but Everton, even, Everton, Everton won they, today. They won today. Oh, right? They won at the end. Yeah. But um, uh, going back to top four, I think it's still even if we play as well as we played in the first half for the remainder of the season, top top four is a tough ask. <laughs> even though we're getting closer, we're getting closer, and it's yeah. we can do it. I just don't want to put all my eggs in that basket. Okay, and my takeaway is Fulham has got to be the smallest ground in the Premiership. It's a horrible ground. I mean, even the camera angles were horrible. So yeah, yeah, yeah. they had no room to actually play expansive football in that. And the Fulham team, they know how to play there. So that's one takeaway. The second thing is, I, I agree with all of you. We didn't play great. But if we can win without playing great, isn't that a good sign? Absolutely. I mean, Fulham have been playing really well, you know. So I think we won without playing well. So that's really good. Yeah. And, um, you know... And with regards to top four, I think it's in our own hands. We've got to play Leicester. We've got to play Everton. And Arsenal. And Arsenal. So it's in our own hands. If we can win those games, you know, who knows? Mm -hmm. Um, Let's go for predictions now for the match against Palace. I'm going to start with Russell. Uh, Russell, give us your prediction for the match against Palace, please. Yeah, I think we'll win. I think we'll win comfortably, actually. Is um, Zaha still injured or...? Well, he sure. played. He played yesterday against Man United, so I don't know. Oh, did he? Oh, okay, so, but he's probably not back to full fettle. But no. I, I think we're playing well. We, I think we'll 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 win comfortably. Three nil. Three nil. Okay, good. Uh, Cam, prediction, please. Yeah, I'd like to think two or three nil against Palace. We're playing at home. We've got six points. Uh, um, if we can play that kind of expansive football, if Delhi can take some confidence from the non-goal that he scored, um, that's going to be a positive. And Bell's playing getting better and better, so... Did you be make it. any changes for the team other than we bring in Regulon in and Aurier? Any other changes? Regulon, Aurier, and um, I think that's that's probably going to be the major changes. Mm-hmm. Jam, your prediction? Yep, uh, same Crystal thing Palace. for the changes. I say if, if uh, Regulon and Aurier play, we should win comfortably. However, I don't think it's going to be an easy match. Um, mm-hmm. If they do not play, 
I think that's going to be a really tough one. You know, I see, I see, there, uh, Palace have these wingers that are just so fast and, and powerful, can dribble good football players. Um, so that could be a problem. But if Regulon and Oria, they, they bring so much going forward and they can defend as well. Um, it's, uh, they'll make a big difference. So, uh, score prediction? prediction? Uh, 2-1 to us. Okay. My score prediction is 2-0. I agree with the changes, Oria and Regulon. And I think we'll have too much for Palace. So we'll make it three wins out of three. We'll get all this hype again and we'll lose the next two matches. <laughs> we'll so, everybody, uh, it's, this is Ray on the Spurs 9501 podcast. Thank you very much for watching our YouTube channel, listening to us on the podcast. It's goodbye for me, Ray, in London and Cam. Goodbye for me in Florida. Come on, you Spurs. And let's hope we go from uh, uh, um, eighth to, well, fourth. <laughs> One day. Jam? Uh, goodbye from Connecticut. Please comment, like, and subscribe. We appreciate all your feedback. Thank you. And Russ, special guest yeah, today. Goodbye to me, Algarve in, uh, in Portugal. And uh, yeah, top four. Let's keep believing. Come on, you Spurs. Come, Come on, you Spurs. Spurs. You've been listening to the Spurs 9501 podcast. Stay in touch, continue the debate, and let us know what you want to discuss by finding us on YouTube. Tune in after the next match day for more insight. Thanks for listening.